0: Welcome back, everybody, to the Basement Ballers Podcast. My name is Kareem
1: Brahim,
0: and we are back filming in our studio, ready to go on YouTube and on Spotify. So we are feeling good to be back. We're ready to give you guys all the content. And we want to first off and say thank you guys for supporting all our socials, our TikToks, our Instagram, everything you want to see will be down below. But without further ado, we are the Basement Ballers, and we're going to be talking about football today, starting off with our Premier League discussion. Mm
1: -hmm. Now, I do believe, given current events in light of the current fuckery I'm seeing from my team that we should discuss Arteta.
0: Arteta is definitely a uh, important topic to discuss because uh, he is under a lot of scrutiny right now. I mean, like, justifiably so. Mm. And, um, yeah.
1: L- look, I'm, I'm going to say this straight off the bat, okay? The thing with Arteta is, is that I'm seeing a lot of people talking about how, essentially, he's the kind of coach that, like, can build a team, but he's not the coach that can take us to, like, the promised land, essentially. Like, But basically, some person made a comparison. It's like Brendan Rodgers before Klopp. Mm-hmm. He kind of built somewhat of a foundation because before him, Liverpool were essentially... Like, Liverpool for, like, 20-odd years weren't that great. Brendan Rodgers came in. They did decently for a couple of years, laid the foundation, and then Klopp came in and kind of built on that foundation. Some people are trying to say, like, okay, Arteta's the same. Now, I'm going to say this. I'm giving Arteta one maximum two more transfer windows and I'm giving him maximum one more year because right now since we got eliminated to you losers earlier we only have the Premier League and the Champions League to fight for because we're out of the Carabao Cup we're out of the FA Cup and we're not in the Europa League or anything like that obviously so right now what I need is a striker I need a striker from the team because right now, as a, like today, I was watching, and you can admit this as well. And I know you guys weren't playing your best team, like we weren't playing our best team either. Yeah, we still smoked you. We just couldn't finish any chances.
0: I think you smoked us in the first half. Like first half, first half, you should have, you should have yeah, had two, like two, maybe
1: two. three, because Odegaard, the yeah. crossbar, Reese Nelson, yeah, yeah, in the first like two minutes.
0: Havertz, Havertz missed like thirty-seven million chances. Yeah, because Havertz is shit. Point yeah, yeah. is, but you guys, we, listen, you guys just weren't converting. It's not mm, like. You could say you were playing bad, mm-hmm. or, like, you could say that Liverpool played well in the second half. Look, okay?
1: Liverpool were good by the end of the day. But you,
0: Arsenal were bad. You guys were playing children. And yeah. It was
1: still, like, it was 0-0. Zero, zero, like, was going...
0: getting locked up by freaking uh, Conor Bradley. You yeah. know
1: what I'm saying? Bro, this, here's the thing, right? With Arsenal, and this is something I noticed, like, this year, because the issue is that... okay. I don't blame Arteta because a lot of people are being like, okay, well, Arteta coached a great game today. So, like, why are people blaming him for the fact we lost? Because some people are basically saying, like, oh, well – besides the the um, FA Cup we won under Arteta which was it with with a team that wasn't even his like it was not Emory's team because he still had you know David Louise, Obama and all of those dudes with his own team all the money he spent he still hasn't won anything like he was close to winning the Premier League blah blah, blah but he hasn't won a trophy yet mm-hmm. and what people are saying is that why should we give him more money now I can agree with that because although I think that yeah it's not his fault that players are missing sitters that's not his fault that his team can't finish their chances because the team itself play very well they just can't finish but at the end of the day you're the one who's deciding not to start Trossard. Mm-hmm. Trossard, st- who's a center forward. You're starting Havertz, who's not good. I don't care about his purple patch. Havertz isn't good. Mm. And then you sub on inketia instead of Trossard. I mean, I know Trossard came on eventually later, but Trossard gets subbed in with five minutes left. His treatment of Emil Smith-Rowe, he barely plays him. Players that need to be benched, who he's not benching. And plus, look, look the money we've given him, he signed Jesus, who's been great, but injured. And also, even when on form, isn't like an out-and-out striker. He signed Havertz for $65 million, which could have been money used for an actual uh, yeah, striker. A real striker. You know, Kivior hasn't been good. Laconga hasn't been good. Vieira is injured now, but even before that, it hasn't been good. Nuno Tavares wasn't good. Like, David Rea right now, and this is one thing I also noticed, Ramsdale, as much as I don't think he's wow, I personally feel way more comfortable with Ramsdale in that than Rey. And Rea is also a player that he wants, and mm. we're probably going to sign permanently for like $25 million. so... We're giving him the money, he's just not knowing how to spend though. So oh, I'm no, gonna no. so that's where I blame him. So yes, you can say You can't blame him for the fact that we're not scoring goals, sure, because it's up to the players to finish. But also, he bought this whole team.
0: 100%. No, no. Listen, the the manager needs to be held accountable. The manager is usually the first person on the team to get sacked if there is somebody to get sacked. And the problem is is there's no prize for second place. Mm. You guys don't perform well in cup competitions, and it's been like that since what? Yeah,
1: since he he got there, we've only made one semifinal since he's gotten there. That was the – well, like, okay, excluding the FA Cup, which we won since that, we've only made one semifinal. Final in any cup, and that was the uh, the Europa League in twenty twenty one, where we lost to Emory, yeah. the Emery. Yeah, last year yeah. you
0: lost in Europa League to, to Sporting.
1: Yeah, but that was in uh, yeah that was like the round of sixteen, 100%. round of thirty two.
0: you uh, in cup competitions, you guys are not performing well. Mm. There's no prize for second place. Mm. And right now, you guys have two competitions: the Premier League, which in my opinion is kind of already like, I hate to say it's done. But like things, and it's not because I'm a Liverpool fan saying that we're gonna win it. It's because City is also in the mix, right? And now that Kevin De Bruyne is back, mm. it's like. That that is like an uphill battle for Arsenal that I don't know if they're gonna willing to like like the, to to push through and especially because if you're already talking about signing all these players, it means there's a depth issue in your team mm-hmm. that you won't. It will be hard for you to focus on Premier League and Champions League mm-hmm. while maintaining form in both. Right? Yeah. You guys got to ask yourself what is the most important competition. In my opinion, for you, it's the Champions League. Mm-hmm. It has to be the Champions League. Why? Because you don't have the. Um, I think that you've already messed up too many times in the Premier League with the, with the Man City that is is currently present for you to be competitive in the Premier League. But in the Champions League, anything can happen. You know what I mean?
1: Look, don't. Okay, look. Yeah, Champions League. Like, okay. If I was Arsenal, if I want, if I want to prioritize one thing. Yeah, because if Arteta, even though we, even if we finish like third, fourth in the Premier League, which obviously wasn't the aim for this year. But we won the Champions League, which like, yo, don't, don't. Clip me on this, but I'm not saying Arsenal will. I'm just saying, if they do... Yeah, okay, obviously saves them his job because it's the Champions yeah, League. But long the, long and long. the thing is, is that the Champions League as well is like right now, a lot of teams in it are very weak, yes. you know? Yeah. Like a lot of the big hitter teams... Like the only team that really, I'd say, like would scare me would be Man City.
0: That's it. You're not scared of any of the, the La Liga teams? Like,
1: no, Barca, no. I mean... Here's the thing: If Barca and Arsenal do play, I mean, obviously as you guys, know, I'm also you know Barca fan. I will be on Barca's side for that game though if they do play. But you yeah, know, Arsenal would beat Arsenal would beat Barca. Trust yep. me, Arsenal would beat Barca. Madrid, I don't know because based on how the two teams play, Arsenal play better than Madrid in terms of play style. But Madrid is Madrid, so yep. I can never say oh for sure oh Arsenal will beat Madrid. So there's that. Bayern aren't that great. Like they're not that. They're really not that great. Um. Can't think of it, like any of the other big one Napoli. I mean, Napoli are playing Barca, so one of one of them is getting eliminated. Um, Inter Milan, I guess. Like, I don't know. Like, none, none of the teams really scare me. I don't know. They don't phase me that much. Like, like I told you, the only team is Man City. So you can focus on that. The thing is, is that, look, there's still three weeks left of the window right now. So if Arsenal actually want a challenge for this league, Right now, right now, what we need is a midfielder and a striker. Look, we need fullbacks as well, but I'm willing to wait till the summer because with the fullbacks we have now, it's not great, but, like, we can survive with the fullbacks we have. But, what, like, if we go and we don't sign a striker and we don't sign a midfielder, then we're cooked because, also, one thing I know is that why do you think Martinelli and Saka have both been terrible this year? You want to know why?
0: Why?
1: Odegaard. Because last year when Arsenal were doing really well, who was playing on the left side side of the midfield supporting uh, Martinelli? Odegaard. Odegaard, yeah. Right, because the issue with with Odegaard and Saka is because they're both. Le- this is like my personal analysis. Because they're both left-footed, I don't feel like they cooperate well on the same side together. 100%. Because right now, Havertz is playing on the as the left uh, midfield role slash like false false nine second striker whatever, and then Odegaard is basically playing on the side that Saka is, and that's why Saka hasn't been good, and that's why Martinelli hasn't been good because Odegaard has to play with Martinelli. Mm. And Saka needs a midfielder for himself to, that he can, like, connect with. Because Saka's only thing is he gives it to Benoit, tries a little one-two with him, goes to Odegaard, it fails, and, like, it's it's not The system working.
0: shouldn't be built around Havertz because Havertz is yeah. not good. Yeah. And the, Odegaard is arguably your best player. Right? Yeah. and he should be placed in the best position to succeed and then your second best player should be Saka right yeah. uh, and even on on his best day he would be your best player and he's not able to connect something in the system's not working mm-hmm. Havertz is clunking up the the, the midfield and, and and just like like clunking up the box and not doing anything with his chances so yeah. like obviously something there has to change how do you feel about like Jorginho do you think he's the kind of player that you want to like that you like for him to start or do you think he's more of no, a No best no, be- no
1: no 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 he's bench for me he's bench like if Put him on bench, cool. But the thing is that we still haven't replaced Xhaka. Mm. And we need a player of that mold. And I don't want it to be Jorginho. Because Jorginho yeah. can somewhat play that mold. But no. Like, I want... I don't know. Like obviously I'm not a scout. But, like, let's see. Paulinho from Fulham, I would take. But he's going to be expensive. Plus, yeah. Fulham aren't going to want to sell to another Premier League team. I don't know. There's a lot of players that, like, I can't think of right now. But there's at least someone who Arsenal could bring in, even in January. Because right now... The fact that we're trying to accommodate Havertz into the system, clearly he's not been good enough, and because of that, we're suffering. Because even the games we have won, there hasn't really been that many games this year that I can think of that we dominated a team besides PSV, I think. Yeah, and then there was Lawn, the Champions League, and then maybe a few Premier League games that I'm forgetting here and there, but we haven't really dominated any teams this year. Last year, even though we didn't win anything, we were smoking teams 95% yeah, of the year. Were. We were smoking teams, they and were. then just at the final hurdle, we flopped. But this
0: year, we're worse than last year and we yeah. spent more money. But take it taking even today how you guys lost to Liverpool, right? Yeah. It was a game in the first half where you're pushing, you're pushing, you're pushing. Cool. Mm. And you couldn't finish. Okay. That like that that was basically the tale of the West Ham game. Not as much the tale of Fulham. No, but, Fulham, we just yeah. Yeah. We were... But the tale of the West Ham game specifically, right? Mm. So then you come back you come back against Liverpool at home and you're basically doing the same thing. You just can't finish, right? Mm. And then what happens? It's not that Liverpool was like this sensational team playing amazing. No, what happened is you get one really weird bounce off of uh, yeah, Kibbi or and own then, yeah. goal. and that's like okay, cool. Like that—that that was a the, the big luck swing for Liverpool. Liverpool wasn't like necessarily pressing crazy amounts. Mm. They were slowly in that second half getting better and better. And yeah, better. they
1: threatened a few times, but that was more
0: of like an Arsenal unlucky thing, right? And then what happened in the end yeah. is you guys were pushing. You guys were trying to get that goal, and then we got counter. Count- yeah, you got yeah. countered, right? Yeah,
1: we got countered. So that two.
0: Two nil is like is kind of like a fake two nil in a way where it's like it's not really representative of like, your defensive ability as yeah. much as a dif- uh, representative of the fact that you guys are really having a hard time yeah, scoring.
1: That's the thing. Don't get me wrong. The perform like we deserve to win that game. But at the end of the day, like I said, the the manager bought all these players. Yeah. So like this is also his fault. But. 100%. I want to move on a bit, speaking of Liverpool, because I've been seeing chat about, obviously, we're talking about the league. Mm. Do you think Liverpool can win the, Like, what, Say you guys don't recruit in January, just like the, with the team you do have right now, because you guys are top of the league, I think. Yeah. You're top of the league. Mm. So the team you have right now... Um, because you're not in the Champions League. You're in the FA Cup, cool, but I think you're you're not in the Carabao Cup, are you? No, we are. We're in the yeah. semifinals with the Carabao Cup. So, semifinals okay. Oh, yeah, that's, true. that's true. Yeah, that's true. So, semifinals finals Carabao Cup, FA Cup. We're in four competition right now. But the Europa League, I'm assuming, is going to be like the last of the priority. I'm assuming.
0: Uh, perhaps, but you, that's one well, championship club well, doesn't have.
1: Po- point is, do you think with the team you have now, you
0: can win the Premier League? I'll tell you this, okay? First off... Um, I'm really impressed With how well Liverpool Has done this season I didn't mm. expect them th- I, I was thinking top four mm. I'm no, I wasn't expecting This kind of performance From Liverpool So shout out to Liverpool Second thing Okay Is If we do not Based on our position now If we do not get Any kind of silverware this year mm. It's a failure Right, I think we can all agree. We're in semi-finals yeah. of 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 uh, of the Carabao Cup to play Fulham. If we beat Fulham, we're likely to go on to face Chelsea. Very winnable. Uh, yeah, cup. And che-
1: yeah, because Chelsea right? and I think Middlesbrough are the other te- teams, yeah. and both of those teams you guys could beat
0: easily. We could beat them. And then in the semi in the, in the, the FA Cup, it's probably not a competition that I see us like as favors to win. But, w- but uh, after, after the Arsenal hurdle, yeah, who
1: else is in it? Because like, okay, Arsenal isn't there. I believe Man United isn't there. I and mean, I think Man United is still there. So like who would be left in the FA Cup? Yeah, I don't City. know. Point. Yeah, City. Point is one out of the two hardest teams you could have faced you guys beat yeah, with 100%. your with exactly. not even your fully and like That's full what our RB, RB squad so, essentially. Yeah.
0: So that's how I'm looking at that. Now from that perspective, if we don't get silverware this season, it is a failure. Mm. Right? And the reason why is because if Klopp um, or, like, like, word around the street... I don't remember if it was Klopp saying this or word around the street is that Liverpool are probably not going to be making signings in January, right? Mm. Now, sometimes Liverpool says that and then go on and do some, like, crazy shit. But this time around, that worries me. Because you're talking about a team that... When people go down, we get worried, right? Because you can't just throw randoms into the team like we did today, Clark and Bradley, on on a weekly basis and expect the same result. Mm. It's not going to happen. These brothers need time to build chemistry, need time to flow. It's not the, the recipe for success over a long period of time to get actual real wins. Especially if you're trying to compete in four cup competitions or four competitions, right? So we need signings, okay? That's the reality. If we don't sign, then that's FSG basically saying, fuck it. Right, like that's FSG saying basically we don't care. Now I said this. I've I've always been very critical of FSG. What they did this transfer window, plus a mixture of like mainly Klopp has been really impressive. So it's hard for me to doubt them, but also I do have doubts because I'm saying like, we need depth in that defensive midfield position. We mm. need depth in our, in our defending positions because you have Simicast and Robertson going down and then you have to play Joe Gomez who's completely out of position. Mind you, he's doing a great job, but he's completely out of position mm. and all of a sudden Trent now has to basically pay right back. And you, so you, we need depth, especially in, the, in, in, our, in our back line and then possibly start thinking about who we're going to get on that right wing side. All that considered, Premier League-wise, bro, we can win. We can yeah,
1: win. Yeah, if I'm you guys, I'm prior to prioritizing that because the FA Cup and Carabao Cup, you guys already won it not mm-hmm. long ago. Like 2022, you guys, did. you won both those competitions. Yeah. Europa League. I mean, like, if you can win it, cool. But like, right now, because you guys want
0: the most prestigious title right now in our grasp is the Premier League title,
1: and not only because it's prestigious, but the fact that first because you guys won it a few years ago, but it was in Cove, so You guys couldn't even have like your parade or nothing. Like, it
0: it kind of feels like forgotten. It's you forgotten. Know what, you know what I mean? It's 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 forgotten. It's criticized by rival fans. Yeah. Things like that. We, we Liverpool and and Muhammad Salah, specifically have something to prove. Yeah, you guys need... In terms of legacy. In terms of like, this is like the best team you've guys built in so long and like probably the best team like maybe ever. This Uh, team that you have right now? No, like the the, the, the last uh, few years. The club... The, yeah, the Klopp era.
1: Yeah, to basically to solidify the Klopp's era because now he's 100%. coming up on I think what nine years. If you're at, talking about loss? pure
0: quality as a team, the Klopp era has consisted of some of the best players that have ever played for Liverpool, right? Yeah. So if we need more silverware to show for it, we've won a lot, right? You guys have won yeah. You we'll have, have one Premier League title one in, in, in seven league. years, is it? Klopp has yeah, one eight, league, eight
1: one Champions League, a few cups. Like yeah. it's been good, but like I think it's gonna solidify if you guys can just win that second league. That second league will be huge, then that will be good for so, a Klopp
0: like, era. I think I think after that Klopp. Can can like he's not gonna quit, right? Or like, but really. if he does, you guys can at but least be like, okay, at least the we Klopp era is like will be like will we'll be looked at as like one of the like one of the greatest eras in Liverpool history. Yeah, right?
1: well, I, well, like I told you, but like obviously we're not old enough to remember, you know, the eighties when you guys won like I think what was like three, three Champions Leagues. But I'm mm. talking probably yeah, domestic, domestically, yeah, this probably well for sure in the last. 35 years is Liverpool's like best era of the Premier League mm. but even before that I don't know obviously like if there's for yeah. somebody's like some seven year old Liverpool fan 100%. who watches this I mean they can tell us but yeah obviously from what, from what I know yeah this is Liverpool's best team probably in history yeah for yeah. sure because yeah. and here's the thing you said earlier that people were criticizing the Liverpool title from COVID here's the thing before COVID happened before the league got shut down you guys were already up by like 19 tw- points like yeah. yeah so like you guys were gonna win it regardless
0: we were gonna win it but listen at the end of the day the, yeah. there's always gonna be something for rival fans to scrutinize uh, yeah. us on however Mm. mind you you're an Arsenal fan so you're obviously not a Liverpool fan and so you can judge this on an unbiased perspective right mm. if we did win this league mm. do you think we earned it oh yeah this year yeah for sure
1: 100% because going going into this year no one thought Liverpool were going ch- like, to because remember beginning of the year my predictions were okay Arsenal and City for me were comfortably top two and I said Liverpool finished third but to me, it was a third of, like, maybe they might finish, like, seven, eight points off City or Arsenal, whatever. But, like, they're not going to compete for the league, you know? So, the fact, so if you guys actually win the league, yeah, no one can say it wasn't coming because Arsenal spent. Like, Arsenal were supposed to be better this year, even yeah. though they're not. But they were supposed to be better. You
0: guys started off the season, like, well, the, your, your September, October, November were solid.
1: Yeah, well, eh, yeah, no, but he... even look, the results were solid. But we haven't played well all year. No. Like in my opinion, we've, we've like we've only played well. I think how many games we played this so far this year? Maybe like twenty-five games, thirty maybe total. Mm. Out of those, I can only remember like five good like Yeah, a handful of, yeah. Yeah, like a handful a, of good friends. Yeah, no, if Liverpool won the league this year, yeah, because no one I mean, you guys had to sign basically an emergency DM. Like yeah, the, like no one like obviously Endo wasn't your uh no, he's, wasn't your first choice DM.
0: I don't know if you guys like you rival fans have been keeping an eye on him. Yeah, I'm just saying he's that you guys incredible. are saying he's
1: been better than Declan Rice and no I I don't
0: understand I, I, I Liverpool fans are reactionary, okay? Yeah. They're reactionary, bro. Yeah. One week they love Nunez one week they hate the brother. Mm. One week they they hate, bro. They hated Endo for it up until December, yeah. and now, the, bro, they can't get enough of him. They they were probably about to like throw him a, like a freaking like a goodbye party yeah. for, when he left for Asian Cup. But what I am saying is, f- value for, mm. for, for like the what we pay for him. How much you guys put? Incredible, twenty million.
1: Yeah 20, mil- yeah, twenty million. Yeah, I mean, right? if he's he's pretty much been your starting DM this year. So if you guys end up winning one league title, he, was, DM, he started yeah.
0: he started when McAllister went down against Arsenal. So when, yeah. when did we play you guys? The f- uh, you guys played us like two weeks ago. Was it no? Who did we? Who did McAllister go down against?
1: Wasn't it you? No, because we the first time we played you guys this year, to my knowledge, was two weeks ago when it finished one one.
0: McAllister never played. Yeah, yeah, yeah. McAllister went – okay, basically, my point is, whoever, whoever, whatever game that was, McAllister goes down, and uh, McAllister doesn't play against United or, or Arsenal, I think, if I recall. And ever since then, that's when Endo started uh, starting mm. for us, mm. like, like as a consistent starter. And that's when that brother clicked on and said, all right, I got to show these brothers what I can do. Mm. I've been really impressed with them, honestly. and um, But overall, listen, overall, the signings, when you look at them for face value, you are like – I don't know if this could work. Mm. You know, Gravin Birch was a little bit, obviously, like, like we were so-so on him. We, we were excited for him, but we were like, okay, but he, he wasn't really loved at Bayern, so it was like, a, a, you know.
1: Yeah, but he's still young enough, obviously, mm. for you to. And
0: all these things, but, um, but then you have players like Kwanzaa, like, like mm. a homegrown talent, like coming through and, like, playing well for us. The youngsters that played today, obviously, it's mm. one game. You can't, you can't really judge, but well, yeah, We have Curtis Jones and Harvey. Curtis Elliott. Jones, man. Curtis Jones has been really good in December. Overall, though, we we definitely have what it takes to do it. Mm. I still think that we need some signings in de- December, mind you. Mm. But let's talk about Man City a little bit, bro, before mm. we continue on to the next topic. Mm. Because Man City today, uh, because they beat uh, I, I forgot Huddersfield. Who it was. Yeah, it was five 0 Five nil. KDB's back, and yeah, he's
1: rocking a nice trim now. He's rocking I, a I, nice trim. I, I like his hair now. It looks yeah, nice. It looks fresh, it, man. It suits
0: him. That brother looks like he's about to go to like a ball. I'm not gla- pause. When, I'm not glazing as well. Yeah, you're not glazing, but bro, like. Do you think that team is scary, or do you do you think that the Man City to arrows? No,
1: over? no, no. Like, you, no. You, you can not never count them up. Uh, yeah, like, here's the thing. Okay, have is, has this been the least I've been scared of Man City? Now, this isn't even speaking as Nars fans. This is just speaking as, like, a Premier League fan. Yeah, this is the least I've been scared of City since probably, like, yeah, probably since Pep's been there. But, end of the day... It's still Man City it's still and it's man still City, Pep, man. so I'm never like if they won the Premier League, I'm not gonna be surprised.
0: Well, people, people be saying like if Pep wanted to, he could
1: win 15 in a row. But yeah, if he wanted to, because the thing is, is that Pep can. The thing is with Pep, right? Pep can coach you to win a league title, even if he doesn't have like the greatest players. But at the end of the day, Pep need because for example, look at all the players that Man City, like look at the players that have left the last two years of Man City. And, like, I'm not surprised that even if they do end up... Because even last year, they struggled. They wanted them, but they still struggled. But you look at that. They've lost Sterling, maras Gundogan. They've lost... Company retired, like, two, three years ago. Aguero, obviously, went. Sané went. A lot of these players that went... And, yeah, they've somewhat been replaced, obviously. But at the end of the day, like, a lot of the, you could say, leaders and captains of Man City, a lot of them, are have like, are gone. Yeah, Because, obviously, the only players that are still there are from, like... The original Man City when they first came about, in like 2018, you have okay, Bernardo Silva's there, KDB who's getting injury prone and plus getting up in age, and you have if I'm not forgetting maybe John Stones, but he's been injured this year, and then Kyle Walker, mm. and then yeah, I don't know, man, I don't know. I don't like know. you know, keep on Rodri and Diaz have been there for a while, whatever. I'm talking about like, the veterans of Man City. They've lost a lot the last few years, so I'm not surprised they've been struggling. But at the end of the day. They're still too good to, like, not compete. They're, not, they're too well coached. I don't coached. know if they'll win yeah. it necessarily. I wouldn't be surprised if they did. But they're too good to not be up there.
0: Yeah. we like As Liverpool, we can't afford to drop points. Yeah, like they gave us a
1: chance because they they had a horrible November. I believe like end of November to like early
0: December yeah, they, they ju- had all drew like what three in a yeah, row. Yeah, they
1: like drew. They've lost a few. Like they had a horrible like month from like late November to like middle of December. Yeah. And the they crazy
0: just, is like you say horrible, and they're still three points back.
1: But well, they're above. Well, they're tied on points with us with a game in hand. So they win that. Oh, they have forty. They have forty. Okay, yeah, that's okay. So if they win that game in hand, they go two points behind you, and yeah. then they go I think one point behind Villix. And speaking of Villa, just real quick, before we end the Premier League thing, like the recap, um, do you think they're still going to be able to maintain this challenge going to the end of the year? I think not, because knowing Emery, because I know him from obviously when he was with Sevilla, Villarreal, plus he obviously coached Arsenal. He's someone who, in my opinion, because he knows that Villa aren't, let's say, expected to win the league, I think he might put it to the side and just focus on the, I think it's the conference league that they're in. Because that's a trophy he hasn't won yet. And plus, Emery is known to be a very good cup manager. So, like, Mm. if I... Like, I think Villa, what's going to... I don't even think Villa are making top four, I'll be honest. Mm. I think Villa drop off in a way people, like... I don't know if people expect to, but I personally think they're going to drop off, like, not massively, but... Like, they will drop off i'd say probably february march time to like probably fifth or sixth because like i told you i'm still thinking about the prediction the top four not in order but the top four is Liverpool, arsenal man city and spurs i'm still sticking by that prediction
0: yeah the the spurs spurs are definitely not a team to count out i think villa um have had some shaky performances against teams that they should like usually yeah they drew i think to sheffield Sheffield. and i think think
1: forest they they drew to
0: forest i think too i'm not sure but they they lost the game recently um yeah, I don't know. Point is... But day. anyway, the, the recent form hasn't been, like, amazing, mm. which which obviously, listen, at the end of the day, like, things can turn around. The Premier League, it's, it's normal. But mm. I don't think that it's a team that, like, with all due respect, like, we have to p- p- worry about. I mm. will say, though, we have played them once at home. We won 3-0. We still have to go away to them. So that is definitely, like, a tough game to consider. We have to play Man City at, ho- at home. So, like, there are still tough games. I think that Man City game, though, at home, Could be a title decider. Yeah, well, for
1: Liverpool, honestly, um, there's still only a handful of games that are really hard in the league. Because, okay, you guys still need to play Arsenal away, which, well, you guys beat us today with your B team. So I don't think you guys are going to be scared for that. But that's a hard game. You still have Man City at home, which is hard, but it's at home. Because you, mm. you drew with them away, so you at least took a point off of them. We
0: have Chelsea at home. We have United away.
1: Yeah, Uni- like United away, Spurs Chelsea at home. At
0: home. Yeah, these are, Spurs at home might be a bit
1: tricky, but I still think... I think all these games you win, I think the real banana slips could be yeah, maybe Villa away or Man City at home. But even that Villa away, even though Arsenal lost, that's another one of those games where we destroyed them. We just couldn't finish. 100%. So. And I think
0: and and what's it called... Um, United, United at Old Trafford this season Has been the most vulnerable United I've seen in a very long time Oh they're home. so bad Like at home Like that's a, that's a game If Liverpool don't win Yeah you're gonna be disappointed Very disappointed yeah. Like the Anfield result Was already disappointing enough But mm. this would be disappointing But guys Let us know about everything That we talked about In terms of Premier League We talked about Arteta We talked about mm. Liverpool's chances For the Premier League title mm. And we talked about Villa Let us know in the comments What you guys think But let's move on to Oh also
1: Shout out Salah's hairline
0: no, shout out to Salah, bro. That brother got a new fresh cut, yeah, looking good. Check you guys, you guys,
1: clown them into submission.
0: Yeah, bro. That brother had to go to Egypt just to cut his hair. Yeah. So, um. Yeah,
1: check out the TikTok, man. We talk about all that funny stuff on TikTok. We talk about all that. Run funny me up stuff on TikTok, TikTok. And you know
0: what? This is a question of the day. Before we move on to La Liga, we'll just get the question of the day out right now. Sure. Should you be allowed to support a club if you're not from that place? Yes. Right.
1: Because. Yeah, because I know, because cause some dudes like, yo, I don't know who it was, but some dudes be commenting stuff like, oh, that, that's a nice Scouse accent. Yeah. like, bro. Liverpool's a city of, I think, maybe like max 300,000 people, to my knowledge. So you're telling me that only three, and plus Everton's also in that city. So you're telling me you only want Liverpool to have at max 100-something thousand followers? That's it? What, but it's like, the most brain-dead argument. Blah, blah, you feel respect? me? Who, who gatekeeps a club? End of the day. There's way more international fans who, could, who are probably better fans than, than local supporters. Well, it's
0: not even just that. It's like, like, so does that mean people in England are allowed to watch yeah, L- like, the, well, the, the LA
1: Lakers? So stop watching Madrid versus, don't watch the El Clasico. Don't though. watch
0: the El Clasico. Don't watch yeah. NBA. Don't watch uh, NFL if you what watch that. Any yeah. Uh, Olympics? Don't,
1: yeah, don't no, watch that. It, yeah. So it's a dickhead comment. No, no, I know, I know. It's like, bro, people should be able to watch what they want. It's just the stigma comes to the fact that we're North American, so dudes don't rate our ball. Yeah, man. Knowledge. Just because I
0: wasn't born in Liverpool doesn't mean I can't support.
1: Y- You're mad at my ball knowledge. Yeah, I know you are. Y'all just Anyways.
0: salty, man. Y'all just salty trying to get us to. Moving
1: DM. on. Now I, this is where I'm gonna start ranting. Okay. So, All right. Let's talk so, about.
0: Let's talk about La Liga. Let's talk about Barcelona specifically. Listen, 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 listen.
1: You see, you see this club. You see that You see this nice club right here. It's a nice jersey, huh? Yeah. Chavi needs to go. Oh, he needs to go. Listen, today we played against the fourth division side. With I will admit, not it wasn't our It wasn't like our strongest, strongest eleven. Mm. But it was eighty percent of our strongest eleven. Yeah. I think the only dudes who started who don't normally start are Furman Lopez in the midfield. Yeah. And um, Lewandowski was benched, and Ferran Torres took his place. Mm. Right. But as a forward line, it was Jao Felix, Ferran Torres, Rafinha. You had a midfield of I believe yeah, Fer, it was Furman Lopez. Gundogan and DeYoung, if I'm not mistaken. And then the back line was, if I'm not mistaken, damn, hold on. Okay, Balde. I think Martinez was Points most of our starting 11 was there. We finished, like, we won the game, but finished 3-2. we finished 3 2. We considered two goals. Like it's the fourth division team. Yeah. We had to scrape against Las Palmas the other day, a team that got promoted this year. And this is all after Xavi, like, three weeks ago basically came out. Here's the thing I've been Xavi out since, I believe, what result was it? The, uh, God, I'm forgetting one. It was the, um. it was a game you won, I believe, too. Yeah, was it Valencia? I don't know. It's been like a month. Point is, I've been Chavi out for like a month because here's the thing, I'm seeing the signs. Listen, Chavi came on the media, called out his players. There's something I really liked. He said, look, we are playing like shit. These players are this, that, that. He's calling them out. But if they're not showing a response to it, keep in mind, this is a Barca legend. Not only that, he's a footballing legend, so he commands authority in the dressing room. He called them out publicly, and they're still playing like ass. So at that point, well, you can't sell the whole team. You got to switch managers because, bro, the way we're playing right now.
0: what like, What is it like that all your players are just like playing like ass?
1: Look, th- listen, you know the thing with with uh, Barca? Barca have the same um, thing as Arsenal. Where Barca, I'm pretty sure, and this is a stat I told you about. Um, I don't know if I mentioned it on TikTok or privately, but Barca this year statistically are the worst team when it comes to XG because the amount of chances we produce and just don't finish is mind-boggling. Mm. Like, even against Las Palmas, bro, it was a 3v1, and Jal Felix somehow managed to put it – no, not Jal Felix. Ferrantor somehow managed to put it to the side. I don't even know how. Like, the, and, I mean, he did score that game, so I'm not give too much shit. But the point is, like, we there, is, there are so many chances that we don't finish. Xavi, even though today he dropped them, but it was against a fourth division team. So, I mean, like – I would have cut his balls off if he didn't. Xavi insists on starting Lewandowski for some reason, even though he's washed. Is Rocky available? Yeah, Rocky is available. He can play. He, he had a cameo the other day against Las Palmas, where he almost scored, actually. Yeah. So, that's the thing. Like He needs to make some... I get it. We have some inju- Also, key injuries. Because, obviously, Pedri, in my opinion, is our most important player. Him and De Jong are our most important players. Because without those two in the midfield, like... All our, basically, two out of our three best, best players are injured. Because to me, Gavi, Pedri, De Jong are, are our best players. Mm. To me, those three are our best players. Mm. And two out of three of them are injured. Mm. So the issue is that, yeah, I get that we're not right now we are having to play with scraps. And also, we are lacking a DM badly. Because one thing that's been afflicting us a lot... Is we have no DM because the the midfield and the d- defensive lines like both end they're like it's not connected at all. Yeah. Because there's no player who's going back to the defense to collect the ball off of them and then push it up. You need a DM for that. Bro, None it, of today today's
0: game is you need so reliant on. You on need the a DM coach. and
1: we don't have a DM. Like yeah. we're trying to put in Romeo who's not good. We're trying to make like a makeshift midfield where De Jong kind of drops it back but also pushes up and then Gundogan kind of tries to play as DM. We need a DM. Yeah. So yeah, while some of it isn't Chavi's fault, I know that because um obviously barca don't have that much money whatever but and i know i mentioned that we create a lot of chances but that's because we're we're just we have the players but Mm -hmm. our style of play is not good either yeah we play terribly yeah like okay in a game we might create five or six chances which like for people might think oh that's good but like no it's like they to me they're not really um because of a system or a pattern it just happens because of individual quality i don't like there's no pattern to the way we play yeah Like it's not like it's very like we just always look tired. We look lazy. We don't.
0: How do you guys react when you get scored on?
1: Oh, it's head down, whatever. Now, granted, listen, there's been twice this year where we went down. Well, I can't remember, anyways. Few times, the two times we went down and we ended up winning. So we go down to Celta Vigo and then we score three goals in five minutes to end up winning the game three-two. And I guess Las Palmas the other day we go down and then we scored two goals in the last fifteen minutes to win the game. So look, I'm not saying that Barca's mentality isn't there because Madrid gets praised a lot for you know being mentality monsters. Where even Madrid this year haven't been that great, but they but they're grounding out results because you know mentality. So. I want Barca to also get the same praise, but at the same time, I don't, like, think it's a good thing to just be like, oh, well, we have the mentality so we can win games. No, you actually, you actually have to play well because mm. we are not playing well. Yeah. And until we do that, listen, Xavi can still change my mind. Listen, I'm a Xavi out, yes, but it doesn't mean I can't go back in. But to me, it's just I don't see how he fixes this. Yeah. You can't, in you my can't, opinion, Like you said, you can't sell the whole team. I don't see how he fixes and it. And the thing is is that you, yeah. guys,
0: you guys, like, with – on paper, your squad should be doing better.
1: Oh, yeah. bro. Our, on paper, our squad is probably the same, if not better, than Madrid's. It's obviously better than Girona's, who's, I think, tied with Madrid at the top of the league. And it's one of the best teams in Europe. Yeah. But do I, But do you see me saying we're going to win the Champions League? No. no. Do I think we're going to win the league? No. The only thing we can win is the Copa del Rey. Like, if Xavi wins the Copa del Rey, I'll give him next year. But if we go this year, trophy-less, then yeah, sack him. Yeah. Because there's no excuse for it. There's no excuse for us to go trophyless. Like, the league should have been ours this year. I, if not the league, at least the Copa. Champions, I didn't think we'd win it, but like we need to win something because yeah. I know the Super Cup is got the Spanish Super cups coming up. That's like the Carabao Cup. I mean, like, I mean, like, yeah, okay, it's a trophy, but like, I'm not gonna evaluate that much, you know. So it's 100. I don't know, you know. But that's basically my my mini rant.
0: Uh, let us know what you guys think about Champions in or out in the comments. Let's yeah. move on now to your rivals, yeah, Real Madrid. Man. So you did mention just briefly that you don't think that they're playing like that amazing, and I tend to agree, mm. because um, even against um, it was Mallorca. No, what was the, it? the one no. yesterday? Yesterday? Yeah, I was. Well, uh, I forgot.
1: Well, I, yeah, the three-one. Yeah, yeah. I forgot the name of the team, but yeah, the three-one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: And, and against Mallorca as well, where... where Yeah, they like, had, to, the Rudiger score Rudiger like had the Rudiger scored... Rudiger had to score in man. the 75th minute or something like that. No, like where, 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 like, looks, they, yeah. they've also, like, won games in very, like, late time. Bellingham scored a couple of, like, last-minute goals. Yeah, there's
1: been at least five times I can remember that Bellingham... Yeah, like, Maduro will be tied, and then Bellingham just pulls mm. up with a last-minute tap. Yeah. And,
0: and so, 100%. So, that... So, for me, that that says a lot about, like, Bellingham's clutch gene. We always talk about, like, clutch players. And I think Bellingham mm-hmm. is that. Mm-hmm. But what I... what That... I think that factor has made people um, hype up Bellingham, right? A lot. Now, me personally, and I know you disagree, I think that Bellingham's a great player. Okay. Yeah. I think that given given like more and more time, he's gonna be like a Madrid legend. I know that's early, but like I think he will be, right? But you, on the other hand, from based on our conversations previously, you don't think that. So explain to us why you don't think Bellingham's all that. Look, well,
1: no. Can he be a Madrid legend? Sure. I don't think he's all that because, well, based on, I'd say what? Like, I'd give it probably three reasons. One, I test because just, I've watched, I believe, 11 Madrid matches this year. So, that's about probably like, close to maybe half of their matches. Um, Bellingham's only looked good to me in probably two of them. It was There was the Napoli one in the Champions League. And then there was, um, there was another one against, I think it was, uh, damn. I forgot. I forgot the other team. Point is but the thing with Bellingham that I'm seeing is that listen unless he's scoring which like it's funny to say because he's always scoring but unless he's scoring I don't see him doing much because like, if you uh, for me the prime example is this okay I'll give you, I'll give you two examples. first of all um, there was a video that went around um, between him and chuumini trying to like ping like uh, passes each other crosses whatever. And you can just tell bro there's a lot of basic fundamental shit that he can't do like his touch is off. he doesn't really have like the tech or whatever. There's that. Then you compare him to players. like. I also, I saw another video. This is on Twitter. It was between Rodri and Thiago for Spain. And then dudes are just pinging the ball for fun, controlling it, whatever. So that's number one. He doesn't have all the tools that a midfielder is supposed to have, which officially Bellingham is a midfielder. I know he's been playing as a second striker slash false nine this year, but he is a midfielder. And two is the Barca game. because So, he's, so Barca ended up losing 2-1 to Madrid in the Clasco. Bellingham scores both goals. But basically, besides those goals, he did nothing. Like, I remember watching, like, and me and you did a watch on. Like, I remember, I told you, Bellingham didn't do anything. Like, he kept getting dispossessed. He couldn't pass. He couldn't do anything. He scores a goal, like, a very good goal, which, in my opinion, still should have been saved. And then, basically, the the last goal he gets is that, I'll give him this. His movement is very good. Yeah. He has very good movement, sure, yeah. because the, the second a goal he got, Modric gives a, gives a pass. It deflects off, I forgot who, but deflected off the defender. Then he was just in the right place in the right time, and then he buried it. Don't get me wrong. He's good at movement, positioning, but like he's not to me, he's not great at anything. He's just big because some guy pointed this out. I forgot his name, but it's a guy, it's a guy like I've seen uh, on YouTube a few times and also on Twitter. He pointed it out. Bellingham, the reason why, in my opinion, he's looking very good is because he's playing in a league because Bellingham is like, I think, 6'3 and he's pretty big. Like, you he know, he's physically he's pretty dominant. And he's playing in a league that, in, in general, has smaller players. Because Spain's a league that values more, you know, technique Techn- than, yeah, tech- let's say, physicality, yeah. right? So that's why Bellingham is thriving. Because a lot of the time he can just bully his defense. was playing in Germany. Exactly, yeah. right? Because a lot of Liverpool players are like, oh, man, what could have been if we got him at Liverpool? I don't think Bellingham would have been that great in the Premier League. I'll be yeah. honest. Because mm-hmm. the Premier League is a league that basically values just being physical, being tall and running. Yeah, and that's basically level? everything that Bellingham does. So. Yeah. Like, basically, look at McT- like McTominay. Right, like obviously, I'm not saying Bellingham's as bad as McTominay. Bellingham's way better than McTominay, but McTominay is also a player that, like, because he's physical and big and his movement is pretty good, he gets in positions where he does score a decent amount of goals, right? But if he doesn't score, McTominay shit, he doesn't do anything else. Yeah, Bellingham's the same. Granted, that's not me saying Bellingham's better as bad as McTominay because Bellingham is a way, way, way better player than McTominay. But to me, it's the same kind of archetype.
0: Yeah, but you know what? In ge- in general, I'm having a hard time thinking of English players that are highly techy. No, I mean I, F- yo, tech. yeah foden yeah, but other than Fodin. that like do you find anybody that's highly techie? No I'm Grealish. Yeah, but even yeah but Grealish could do more, I think, as a winger. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't Yeah, I don't yeah see, there aren't uh, that many
1: yeah. techie English players, yeah. 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 No. So
0: see. overall, I think um, I think that I think I, I understand what you're saying. I think a lot of people that are doing analysis of Bellingham understand what you're saying. I mm-hmm. think over time you might start seeing other, like, qualities of Bellingham come out. Mm. For now, I think he's doing his job as, as that center, center... As a center like forward, center forward yeah. scam kind of player. Mm. Mm. Sure, if, you, if you're if you classifying as him as a midfielder and the mm. brother camp not like, doesn't really pass uh, very mm. well or, or what have you, does, like, typical midfield well, things, then obviously, you, you might uh, analyze him differently.
1: Look, finally, before we finish this, like, for example, okay, even though he plays for Germany, but he is English, Musiala, for example... Um, watch him and watch Bellingham both are the same age both play the same position watch the difference between Musiala and Bellingham Musiala doesn't get the stats but watch him how he plays compared mm. to Bellingham Musiala, I remember specifically I guess Man United they do basically get the ball have two players on him and just get past him like it's nothing yeah. like I'll do like one touch that'll basically give him hella spacing space and just run through whatever Bellingham doesn't do that yeah. you know that's the thing Musiala, the way he plays is to me like the way Musiala plays everything that people think Bellingham is, yeah, is the, what I'm trying to say because even though Musiala doesn't get the stats that Bellingham does, Musiala to me is a better pack. I prefer Musiala than Bellingham because he can just create space out of nothing, He create a chance out of nothing, He do a lot of things because of his dribbling and because he's a smarter player, yeah.
0: No, true, true. Musiala, yeah, Musiala, but they're, they're very different players, man.
1: They're so. different players, but they play in well supposedly the same position, even though Bellingham's playing, obviously, more of, like, a center forward this year, but, they do play the same position, and they're both the same age, so, like, I think Musiala would do well in the prom. Musiala to me, would do well in any league. He's he's like that, but, you know, you guys let us know.
0: Let us know what you guys think about Bellingham, though. Do you guys think his hype is justified? Do you think he's overrated? Do you think that uh, he's adjusting to life well at Madrid? Let us know, and let's move on to our final topic of the day, Mm -hmm. which is... Saudi Arabia in general. We've mm-hmm. noticed over the last couple of days/weeks mm-hmm. that a lot of players that have made that big money move to Saudi Arabia, Firmino, Jordan Henderson, so on and so forth. Yeah, they're like are we're, coming we're, out and saying we're, we're not very us. happy to have made that move. Now, I'm not going to say and you're not going to say that we told you so because these brothers are not like are related to us. Mm-hmm. But what we, but a lot of us did say that. A lot of us did say that passion for money is always better than money for passion, right? Mm-hmm. Overall, you're going to see that paycheck come to your account in my personal opinion and if you're not enjoying your life, especially as, as an Englishman and living in a country where, you know, they speak Arabic, they're Muslim. It's mean, they obviously
1: very different. Yeah, very yeah.
0: different to what you're used to. Sometimes that money isn't enough, especially because it's not like Jordan Henderson was making like like pennies at Liverpool. Yeah, yeah. Right? Sure, 700K a week sounds nice. Oh, mm-hmm. it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Right? But is that worth being miserable in a country that you're you're not particularly familiar with? Mm -hmm. As a Muslim man, or you know, we might say, "Oh yeah, it would be nice to live in a Muslim country, right?" Mm -hmm. But a man like Jordan Henderson, a man like Firmino, where a lot of their lifestyle choices might not be in like sort of alignment with the culture, yeah, that might be difficult, Mm -hmm.
1: right? Um, So essentially, yeah, yeah, it's like so. Yeah, Firmino, um, there was that. I mean, I don't know if Benzema's unhappy in Saturday, but there's rumors he might. Go Man yep. United. Mm. There's that. You have obviously yeah, we we said Firmino. There's there's a Henderson. There's a Ruben Neves. There's um, a few players that basically like you see rumors that like they're not happy. Blah 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 blah. Which makes me basically want to ask, and this will be like our, this was like officially the question of today, essentially. Should we appreciate Ronaldo more for one, not only let's say adjusting to Saudi Arabia and, like, the life, whatever, like, and stuff. Because you don't hear, like, any rumors about Ronaldo being unhappy and stuff. But, two, also just the fact that, like, he's kicking ass. Like, obviously, I think he finished as a top goal scorer of 2023. And a lot of people just put that down to, like, okay, well, he played in, the, in a bad league. Which, right, don't get me wrong, the Saudi league isn't necessarily great. But also... You know, moving to a different country, different culture, getting used to it, also playing with different people. They don't necessarily speak the same language as you. All of that at the age of 38, yeah, st- yeah, you're still scoring 50-plus goals. Well, so. it, it,
0: but you got to take in, take in like the, how dumb the argument of, oh, it's Saudi is. Mm. When you have players that are, are younger than him, that are coming from also big leagues that are coming mm. to Saudi Arabia and not putting up his numbers. I think the closest person to him right now is Mitrovic, mm-hmm. right? Who to be fair in his fairness and Al El- Hilal's fairness, you know, I'm not a person who follows the Saudi league too much, but I do know, mm. like, like I do check up on Ronaldo, how his team is doing every now and then. I'm a Ronaldo fan. It's mm. in my nature, mm. right? I think – I'm pretty sure that the only person who comes close to Ronaldo or even maybe I, – I don't think he surpasses him, but I think he comes close to him is Mitrovic, who mm. is a young brother mm. who was kicking ass in the Premier League for Ful- – it was Fulham, right? Yeah, Fulham. For Fulham, yeah. who, who uh, is equally going to Saudi Arabia, getting his goals, scoring hat tricks doing his thing, right? And, and, you know, playing well, right? Mm. But that's a younger brother by mm. a good margin. Uh, A brother that's in his prime Mm. And he's putting up Similar numbers to Ronaldo In the same league Mm. Right We need to start saying Saudi league this Saudi league that And start saying You know what We we disrespected Ronaldo More than we should Right Mm. Again Players are coming from big leagues. These are big league players, Premier League players, La Liga players. They're coming to the Saudi league and they're not doing as well as Ronaldo. Does that mean that Ronaldo's playing in the easy league? Or does that mean Ronaldo is just Ronaldo?
1: Yeah, like I think it's a mix of both. Yeah, though, I think the league's obviously easier than anything you can get in Europe. Yeah, sure. But also, it is. also still de- being able to do what he can at 38 is still impressive. Yeah. So. Ma- Messi
0: would have come to Saudi Arabia. He would have done pr- very similar to Ronaldo. He would have kicked ass, right? Mm. And, Everybody would like, actually, maybe not, but like a lot of people would have said, Wow, Messi's impressive, Messi's this, Messi that. Because the reason why I say that mm. is because when Messi was doing that in the MLS, mm. a lot of people were saying that, mm. right? But it, it just feels like sometimes the standards don't necessarily like like get transferred over to Ronaldo.
1: No, oh, don't get me wrong, his fan base is, I, is a w- cost for that. We're a little
0: toxic. I won't, I won't, I won't like dispute that. We're definitely a little toxic. Mm. But what I will say is that. When these legends retire, Messi and Ronaldo, and obviously they left Europe, and and part of our hearts have kind of convinced ourselves that they have retired. Yeah. You know, I don't watch the MLS like that. I don't watch the Saudi League like that. Neither do you. Mm. Right? So in our hearts, these guys have kind of retired. Yeah, yeah, they're like semi-retired, essentially. So, but what I do say is that we need to appreciate these brothers for while they're here. This is, for example, Ronaldo's last Euro. In 2024, maybe Messi might play another World Cup. He's definitely playing the next uh, Copa America, America, for example. Appreciate appreciate the greatness while he's there. But that is exactly our second question of the day being, do you guys think that Ronaldo's success in Saudi Arabia should be overlooked because it is Saudi Arabia? Or do you think that we should be putting respect for where it's due? Mm -hmm. Okay. And then, obviously, let us know what we talked about in terms of players not being happy. Do you think money for passion is uh, justifies making a move to Saudi Arabia, or do you think in football or in any sport you should always be focused on your passion? Let us know. And let us know if there's like a fine line between that. Obviously, if you're getting paid five dollars, like, I yeah, get it. you know, I you know, I get it. I- But anyway, that wraps it up for this week's podcast. We are back officially filming in our studio again. I hope you guys enjoyed it. If you guys do enjoy this more than our live content, let us know because then we'd be more encouraged to do uh, this kind of setup. Again, we are on YouTube and Spotify. YouTube will be our video uh, platform, Spotify, purely audio. I know we can upload video on Spotify, but we don't do that. So purely audio on Spotify, if you guys are like that. All of our socials are down below. Our TikTok popping up. We're almost at 1,500 followers. We've been posting through, like consistently every single day. So definitely check us out on there. Let us know if you like our opinion. If you hate it, we're most likely going to hate it. And then Instagram, Twitter. We're also very active on Twitter. So check us out. We're trying to build that. It's still a relatively like you know new platform. So definitely check us out on Twitter. We talk a lot of shit on there. But without further ado, my name is Das Dasbrahim. And this is Basement Ballers. We'll see you guys next week. Peace out. Peace.